Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the SNES games coming to the Nintendo Switch. That's right, to the online service. To the online service, yes. Yeah. So if you are subscribed to that, uh, I, I don't remember though. Does that mean like games have been rotating on and off? Like, or do you still? There have are access? none that have rotated off yet. Okay, well, so are they've they just been to? rotating on. I don't think so necessarily. So they're just like literally. This is, a, this is just becoming a huge library. Yeah, it's it's essentially like oh here's like a, a few Netflixy type I, things. I thought you that, know that they were going to rotate things on and off. And they then, left like, the wording in there that they would like oh you know things will come on and off. But then like they've never taken anything away. Like yeah. there's never been anything that's been like oh goodbye. In yeah. fact, like. There are like some regions will have a different game or whatever, but because the uh, the switch is not region locked, you can literally just like create an account that's like, oh, here's a, a, a account for Japan, and then go into the eShop and download it, and then you can then play it over on your uh, your your like English or American uh, interesting, account. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, like so there are more than just the the number of games that they yeah. have released. So okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about that later. That's right. Um, as well as some news. Oh, yeah. And a pick of the week. That's right. But first, John, uh, what have you been up to this week? I have been up to a lot of things, but a lot of things that I've done before. So there's two things that uh, that I, I dove into this week. The uh, Apex Legends, like they finished up their big event like back a, a week ago. We talked yeah. about it. But then they've started a new event. That, like literally like last night, I logged on and I was like, oh, man. There's like a two week long event, which is actually has a, a amazing story trailer Ooh. for um for uh, Wraith. A Wraith. Yeah. yeah. Not and Mirage. What is Mirage? I, Mirage is the dude who th- sends out the like oh, the yeah. decoy. Yeah, Wraith. Which like I always get them confused, which is a problem, Chris. Here's the thing. It's a problem. I saw this. Uh, I think I saw it in an email, mm-hmm. and it intrigues me because um, Mirage. No, not Mirage. Wraith is my favorite character. Dude, have you watched it? Have you watched the uh, no. the thing? Oh man, we're gonna. We're gonna pause the podcast right now. Okay. Watch the sto- the 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 little like short film. Okay. And then uh, and we'll be back. Okay. And we're back. All right, that's really cool. Yes. Uh, okay. So here's my here's I have questions. Now. Okay. Okay. All right. So, listeners, you should have stopped, gone and watched that. Uh, it's not a trailer. It's just like a mini movie yeah it's like a like a like a short like a short film yeah, like, a di- like a digital short yeah it's similar to like what, what overwatch does with some yeah. of like their characters like their character well, films. didn't they do this for uh for that other character that um they just released the watson watson they had some kind of thing for watson i don't know that's a good that's a good question i don't i didn't, I didn't they, watch that one. Oh yeah they totally but had a thing for they watson. had like a trailer for season two no nope, they had a they had a thing for watson okay as well. we'll have to have to watch that one well, next they showed but like, yeah you should watch that one next yeah um Okay, so number one mm-hmm. in the Titanfall universe, yeah, aren't you part of the IMC? So there is the IM the war going on between the IMC and the uh, whatever the other one is. Okay, and, and the IMC are the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. And so, and what but, are they doing in Titanfall? I can't remember why. Why are we? Why are we at war with them? So the uh, the outer planets they're trying to mine all the resources out of the outer colonies, and the outer colonies rebel. Okay, and so like they're because they're like, hey, you're taking all of the so resources. Then in Titanfall, you were a soldier for the other for the colonies. It depends on so in Titanfall one because well, it's an right. only multiplayer thing. Depending right. on which side you're on, like oh there you go, and it's the same thing for Titanfall two in the multiplayer. But in the story of Titanfall two, which is fantastic and everyone should play it, yes, yes, you are a uh, okay. you are a, a member of the the other side. Okay, cool. 
Um, okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah. Um, also, this was this is obviously like this is basically her origin story, how she right. got into the Apex games. Mm-hmm. Um, and and same thing for Watson. It shows how she gets into the Apex games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie for her, which we should watch too. I dig it. I dig um, it. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. I like that. It provides some backstory. So uh, it's a two week long event. That's right. Um, and how do I, we get that skin? So uh, there is a, a purchase option for that skin. So that's the only way you can get that like skin, I think it's, it's, like, it's it. like 10 bucks or something that's like that. Bad. So it's not, it's not like, it's not r- a ridiculous amount. Like not like some of the so $20 what's, what's the skins. So the event, like you can get some exclusive things. Like there's an ex- exclusive, like, uh, there's exclusive music that you can get via some, uh, some challenges. There's like a, a couple of like uh, other skins for guns and things like that. That look really cool that you can get via just the, like the, the free, uh, challenges and stuff um and uh there's a location on the map with a giant portal in the sky that'll teleport you down into that base like the uh oh, that's crazy and there's like an audio log down there that you can play how do you get um, up there so you can either drop into it like from from okay. like as you're going over or you can go down and there's like a bunker a single way in and out of it and uh you can go in there and then like there's a there's a portal down there that you can like teleport and it'll take you up to the top. So it's like a two way thing. Interesting. Um, and so you can like, you know, jump, jump out of that. And so, uh, but yeah, there's like an audio log down there that you can play. And there's a lot of like cool different, like, uh, environmental kind of things, experiment rooms and things like that that are going down there. The audio log room, I, it was awesome. Like whenever I discovered it, um, because like there's a doorway that you can't open. And initially, like in a couple of matches, I thought like, oh, like somebody put a trap back there. Cause like yeah. if somebody throws a trap down or somebody like, you know, there, there are death boxes there, like you can't open a door. Yeah. Um, but like it, the, the next match, it did the exact same thing. Like, you know, it like opens part of the way and it like sticks there. And I was like, wait, I'm going to kick down this door. And so I kicked down the door and there's like a, a, a computer that the only like active computer that's left in there. And then like you play the audio log off of it. And it's anyway, it's Wraith talking. It's super cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, the uh, the event is. I mean, it's been fun. There's a new there's a new game mode with it as well, which is essentially just like shotguns and sniper rifles, hmm. um, and you have limited armor. So like basically, it's like oh, you're uh, you're you're uh, what what do they call it? Like it's it's a. Uh, there's a specific term where you're like you're you're super vulnerable, but you have like a massive like amount of damage that you can deal. So essentially, hmm. you're just like oh, one shot one shot and you're gone. But everybody else is one shot and they're gone too. So you know you can you can land a good hit on somebody and like okay that's it. So it's a very like fast paced game mode where like you drop in and it's like well it's either over or you wipe everyone out you know mm-hmm. in that initial like phase. So yeah it's uh I, I had a lot of fun with that last night while I was playing. So we'll see if that that fun continues on as people get better and better at it. So nice. that's always the thing like the new game modes. <coughs> I'm always like super like happy with how they play out for the first like night or so but then everybody like figures out the game you know, how to game you know, that system out of how to play that 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 mode and i'm like oh no now i'm outmatched you know they uh the thing that they haven't added that, that they talked about at the very beginning was adding titans into apex legends oh man dude yeah kind of uh i want that to happen i do i feel like it'll happen eventually i feel like that's kind of like maybe on the year mark or something like that they have a limited time mode because like they they're gonna have to like change the map drastically i feel like in some areas to to make them work out um and to like and balancing them will be interesting of like hey when do you when do you get them does everybody get them at the same time or like you know how does it how does it work so yeah that's the other major difference between um like Fortnite and Apex Legends is that the the, the map doesn't really dress. This is this is basically the first time the map has changed. This is the second time the map has changed, but like this is the first like time where there's like a 
an area that is like literally just completely different. What was the first time? Um, the first time it was uh, at the beginning of season two. They like they dropped a, a tower on and like destroyed an entire thing. And these big leviathan, uh, the big beasts that were out there in the water walking yeah. around. There's like a couple of them in the map now. Okay, um, they're like have, had destroyed things. Yeah, they like stomp down on the ground and they're like eat munching on trees and stuff. Interesting. So. Um, but that's the only like that. It, it sounds more dra- like drastic than it actually was. Like there was, uh, there's literally one area that was just destroyed, and that's yeah. the that was the change. It wasn't like, oh, we'll take this area and make it a different thing. Yeah. Um, in this one, it's like they created a big crater, and then there's the bunker now. Um, <laughs> and so like you know, it's 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 not as like, hey, we're gonna make this a western town as right. you know as t- as Fortnite has been. So yeah. Which I guess, like, in order to fit within the Apex universe, like the Titanfall universe, like you can't necessarily just go totally go wild and make it a Western town. But I would like to see more drastic changes than they've made thus far. Well, so. I mean, and the thing is, if if this is truly, if we're saying this is a games arena, yeah. and they can do whatever they want. Well, I guess they know? did add they did add an area that was a bunch of ramps and stuff. Um, at, at the uh, in the last limited time event, they added a, a small little area that's like, oh, it's got jump pads and ramps, so you can slide down the the ramp and hit the jump pad and like bounce off a bunch of stuff. So. Like there's some crazier things that they've done with that area, but like largely that's a very small area of the map and it's not, you know, I don't know. It's not that big of a, of a, of a change. Like it's not a change aesthetically. Cause it's like, Oh, it's just a, the same textures and same metal that we've been looking at, but it's like in ramp form now. So I don't know. Nice. Yeah. All right. Cool. I, uh, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the fact that we're like, Oh, we're bringing in, to the world like an audio log literally inside of the map there like where it's like oh we're we're tying in the storytelling from this short film into the actual world um that you get to play in so yeah that's very cool yeah that's awesome that's what i've been up to this week chris what have you been up to man i haven't been up to a lot um for Labor Day, went up to uh, Illinois. Went to a doubleheader baseball game. Yeah, how was that? Um, it was awesome. Cardinal it wasn't game. like it wasn't like a doubleheader that you buy one ticket and then you just like no, stay. No, so that's right? like a real doubleheader. This was like a, they had a rained out game earlier in the year that they rescheduled for this game, mm-hmm. and so uh, we came in like we were. You know, you have two completely different different seats. You mm-hmm. ha- you have to leave the 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 stadium in between the games. Were there a lot of people that were doing like the doubleheader thing or was it like a lot of people just Honestly, left after think, the first I game? I think there were, there were less people than I thought there were going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, but I would say that's the thing. I, I don't even know if a quarter of the, maybe a quarter of people did that. Interesting. Like, but not as many as I thought would. I guess like if you had purchased tickets to the game that got rescheduled, like you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I'm just going to pick up tickets for the the game before that, you know? Right. Well, and the other thing is, I mean, I, I like it because we're from out of town. Right. So like, you know, if we're going to make the trip up there, it was actually cool to sit and see two baseball games in one day. For sure. Rather than having to like, you know, like, uh, you know, time is such a, a precious commodity whenever you just like go up for a weekend. Mm-hmm. And so like going over the course of two days is not really an option. Right. But uh, being there for one day totally is. But I could totally see if I was local yeah. being like, man, that's just a long day for no reason. Yeah. Whenever I can literally go back next weekend that's if true. I want to. That's true. So, or like anytime. Like, oh, let's right. just like go back tomorrow night or something. Exactly. So. So I don't I don't know like if I you know I I get it like I I don't I don't know if I was local if it would be like a as big yeah. a deal to me makes sense but it was I mean it it was pretty awesome like I, I'm I'm kind of like well next year I'm gonna pay attention to when games are rescheduled like Ooh, that yeah and actually take advantage of that again yeah because it you know you sure you're, you're still paying 
you know, two prices for the games. Mm-hmm. But again, I wouldn't go be able to go to two games in yeah. a weekend uh, normally. Yeah. Uh, but with a double header, I totally can. So yeah. I'm I'm going to pay attention to that. I'm going to utilize that. That's a it's a hack. I'm yeah, I like that. Take I like advantage it. of like like baseball. Use this one. You know, yes. like but you're not anywhere near a, uh, a, a your favorite baseball team. Like go. You know, and honestly, yeah. you could probably do that if like one of the games is rescheduled with like the Cardinals and and in in Cincinnati. Like it doesn't or have like, to oh, be yeah, like or, at home or, or in some like other stadium. Yeah, like yeah. either Atlanta or Cincinnati. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, Which would be really cool too. Was any like were any of them like themed nights or, any, or like, themed oh, yeah, games sorry. or anything? Uh, the day game was a Star Wars night. Yeah. Star Wars day. So it was originally brand, Star Wars. Chris. Originally Star Wars Night, um, but it was also uh, they like they just called it Star Wars Day. Mm. Um, and I went last year, if you remember. So, so somebody had to redo all of the merchandise no, and all the graphics. It still said, it still and said all Star the... Wars Night on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they were using the same things, but like so last year they had um, like black jerseys. Yeah. With uh, it's like, the dark side, the Empire or uh, logo on the arm, and they had um, it's the Cardinals instead of being on a bat, they're on a lightsaber. That's cool. Um, Although with the, the dark side ones, it's still a blue lightsaber, which is doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, th- this time they had light side um, pullover jerseys, which were better than the button up jerseys, yeah. I think. Pullover yeah. jerseys that were they had the Rebel Alliance logo on them, and with still with the birds on the lightsaber. That's cool. Which is which was really cool. I dig it. Uh, they had you know uh, they had the they had care. So this was really cool. Uh, so here's the question, Chris. Yeah, are the birds literally on the blade yes, of the lightsaber? It doesn't make any sense. I In, mean, th- that's. Makes zero sense. That's very intense, Chris. But they, and I will say, like, <laughs> there weren't, like, they, they handled the characters a little differently this year. Instead of them being just, like, around on the concourse, mm-hmm. they were all up on this, like, upper deck patio where you would go pick up your shirt. But they were all underneath this, like, uh, they had, like, here's Darth Maul and Darth Vader. Oh, and that's awesome. Um, Princess Leia and some stormtroopers. But they were all, like, there and you could line up and take a picture with them. Rather than just having to go find them somewhere, and like in the hopefully, park. like oh, I missed my favorite character. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we saw all of them. That's awesome. We just didn't, and we didn't have to like you know trek around the park trying to find them. Yeah. Um, a little just, less immersive though, like where it's like oh, yes, all of a sudden agreed. like you it's like it's less shocking whenever you know you go and see Darth Vader right. instead of Darth Vader coming to see you. Or just like I mean, last last year they had I know it's like you would encounter stormtroopers all of a sudden walking around mm-hmm. the hallways, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of like you do in Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like. So it was a little, yeah, a little less immersive. I also, I also wonder if it, they did that because it was a day game and it was mm, hot. Yeah, and so like they just didn't want everybody outside as much. Yeah, um, wandering around in their their Capes. outfits. So uh, they also like did less things on the field. Okay, than they did last time. So I wonder if that was part of it too. Did they have like a stormtrooper race or something around? No, you know, that would be that would have been funny. <laughs> Uh, no, they like they they had this thing like last the year. Stormtrooper threw out the first pitch and like it went behind them or something like no. completely missed the plate. None of that. Ah, um, last year they had like the stormtroopers chased Fredbird around the field. Yes. Like that. Instead of that, they had like uh, uh, Fredbird was dressed like a Jedi mm-hmm. and um, uh, Darth cool. Vader was coming after him Ooh. and he was using the Force to keep him away. And then like they, I think they, I forget what song it was, but they played like. Why can't we be friends or something like that? And then funny. they all then they all became friends. That's really funny. Which wouldn't happen in Star Wars. No, but, no, no. You're, you're, you, know. you know, at that point, like you're 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 getting force choked or something. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Darth Vader is not anyone's friend. We but can then, you know, you know we can it, say it, that they still did the thing where like all the player cards up on the screen had they had lightsabers instead of bats yeah. and stuff like that. It was really cool. It would have been funny if Fred Bird like was up on the upper deck and he says to Darth Vader, "I have the high ground." Yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> 
then don't do it, Anakin. Vader chops off all his <laughs> yeah. legs and wings. Um, oh yeah, gosh. so that's really all, all, all I've been up to. Um, looking forward to uh, uh, Gears of War Five. Yes, Gears Five, dude. It's still such a. Cra- I, I I'm not a fan of the like. Game Pass Ultimate early release mm-hmm. thing. I have never been a fan of like, of anytime I have to Google, when, when can this, I play yeah. this game? Like, because it's like, oh, if I have this edition, I get to play four days early. I if know. I have EA Access, I get to play a week early. I if I that. have, you know, if I have Game Pass Ultimate, I get to play a week early. And like, I'm it doesn't make like, any I sense. Just choose not to participate. In yeah, it. it's like it's like no, I'll just I'll just wait until literally my Xbox says. It's available, yeah, and then I'll play. Like I don't, I'm not even going to worry about getting hyped about it until it says I'm. A, it's available, right? Real, now. real dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb it, move, Microsoft. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't to, make me want to subscribe to Game Pass Ultimate. Well, it makes me frustrated that it's so complicated. Yeah, it makes me actively dislike Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's like this is I, this is an extra step in the process of me like playing your game. Also. Blair Witch is out, and I think we said that I was going to play that. Mm-hmm. It's on Game Pass, so I have no Ooh, excuse, John. Dude, that's I mean, we didn't you didn't mention that before the podcast? No, because like I then said like I think I mentioned that I wanted to play Control, and I still very much want to play that's Control. That's not on Game Pass, but that's not on Game Pass, and uh, and it's getting very good reviews. So you know, know. And, and I love Remedy. I loved uh, Quantum Break. I, like, there's no reason for me not to want to play that game, but there's just so much else to play, yeah. Chris. Also, can you look up the release date for? Uh, um, Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. That oh, that's that's got to be October. They usually do really? like October, like yeah, because I think it's September. Because uh, well, last year they they moved up uh, Call of Duty, so yeah, yeah. for Reddit. Uh, yes, so I'm looking forward to Blair Witch and Control. I think I'll probably wait and play Control after Gears. Well, this is probably where we'll go. We'll probably go Gears. October five. 25th is uh, Modern Warfare. Okay, cool. So yeah, back to their back to their original date. Uh, their original date was actually usually in November. Yeah, like, it was like uh, the first weekend in November you're or something right, like that. You're right. Because um, it was right. It was a couple weeks. It was just enough time before uh, like Black Friday, so that they didn't have to discount their game on Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna play. Here's five. Yeah. Then Blair Witch. Mm. Then hopefully Control. Mm-hmm. And then. One or I feel like control. I'm gonna have to fit in there, in be- yeah, like right in that time slot in between. I mean, as long as the campaign other- isn't like freaking huge. That's true. And then also, like, I, do- I wonder how much time it is Fultron's played a decent amount of it of control um, of control. Yeah, and he's he's been uh, he's been he's been digging it so far. He says it's very much a uh, well, he needs to come on the like show a, and review it. A very odd like sci-fi. Like he's like he said, uh, how did he say his his mind was like all twisted in knots or something like that um, after the first night. Um, but he's been playing it on PC. Like this, I think this was the first uh, single player game that he was going to like, you know, break in the, the big PC playing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to, to chat with him about it again. Like the, uh, that, that game, I'll just probably fit it in, but I've got links awakening coming out later this month on my switch. And, uh, as we all know, like I'm doing the, the, uh, definitive edition on that. It's so, like the big, the one with the art book. I've got the amiibo coming, and anyway, so that that one I'm like I'm dedicated, plugged into, and then like the next thing is uh, the the next big weekend is like the Modern Warfare. Uh, if I if I pick that up, and also later that week is uh, Luigi's Mansion. So anyway, it's just a lot of games, Chris. This, this fall is packed, and I love it. I feel like I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be like diving into these games for the next year. Like, yeah. I was like, oh man, I haven't played that one yet. Let me, uh, let me I mean, pull still, that one out. I still have Red Dead to finish before the end of the year, so. I mean, 
Are you though? Yep, <laughs> I am. It's still on, it's still on my list. It's gonna happen. Okay. See, the thing is, like, because you can do the save slots in Red Dead, my thought is, Chris, just do a save slot where you're at, and then just blast through the story. That's true. You know, do the the twenty hour trek through the rest of the story or whatever it is for you. That's true. And then and, go back. Uh, and then go back. If you want to, and do the 100% run. That's the thing. I want to do that all the time anyway. Yeah, no, dude. That's, that's, okay, so last time, uh, like I remembered, that I was like, oh, man, I'm getting the itch to play Red Dead again. But the last time I did this, and I was like, I'm just going to mainline it. Just going to do it. And then I got lost, like, searching for, like, massive Easter eggs. Yeah. Because, like, I randomly encountered an amazingly, right. ma- like, masterful Easter egg just naturally in the world. And I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta follow these other clues that I have on these, uh, on these documents in my, in my satchel. Yeah. And I got so tied up happens, in that, and I wasted like probably a good five, six hours just like roaming around. That's what you do in the wilderness. That's what you do. And then like I, I completely lost the thread of the, the, the main plot where you're like, you know what, guys, hold on, peace out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over here for like a few weeks, you know, and then uh, you guys can just hold up, hold up. Um, so yeah, uh, later we're going to talk about, um, SNES games on Switch. That's right. And we have some news, but first, (laughs) pick of the week! Pick of the week! What is your pick of the week, Chris? John, my pick of the week is, uh, the sequel to something I, uh, watched just recently. Oh, Yeah. It chapter two. Yes. So I watched chapter chapter one on uh, this past Sunday. Yeah. And uh, and wait, it, you hadn't seen it before this past Sunday? No. Oh my goodness, Chris. Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a good one. Yeah, it's real good. I uh, I don't. I'm, I, this is the thing. I don't remember. I don't. I, I see a lot more movies now outside of what we review the, for the podcast. Of course. Because yeah. in the like. Uh, so Dee Dee recently got a new job mm-hmm. and before a lot of weekends and nights she was working and those that she wasn't, it was like, well, like we need to like spend doing something else. Yeah. And so, um, but I love movies obviously cause we mm-hmm. talk about them all the time. Go see them anyway. Uh, but well, you used like, to be back in college. Like you guys would literally go to see like a movie a weekend at least, well, you know? Uh, yeah, and like, and there was just a, a period of time, like there would be like periods of time where like we just wouldn't be able to get to the theater, mm-hmm. uh, just because of let's just life in general yeah. and not being available. And so um, that was one of those times, mm-hmm. like last, especially last. I mean, it came out last year around the same time, uh, September October, and it was just, it last year or was the year before that. It was the year before. I feel like it was the year before that. It could have been the year before. I don't um, know. Whenever it came out, um, and then you know, I just have done a poor job of. of this is the other thing. And I think I even asked you this a few times. It was like, I'm not huge on like scary movies, mm-hmm. but like I wouldn't necessarily classify this as a scary movie. It is like it's a it's 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 um it's not a horror film. I don't in like the traditional respect. No, it definitely is not. Like and and it it is, but it isn't. It like, is, yeah, but but like it's a lot. Like it's just the way that it's done. Yeah. It's not, and I'm not saying it doesn't like detract from it, Mm-mm. but it's just done that's in a way a that. That's not negative. That's not a negative. No, yeah. um, it's it's creepy and crazy and like mm-hmm. all, you know all the things. There are horror elements within it. Yeah, like, like but, that's, but I but wouldn't necessarily honestly, call it like a hard horror film. It's more of a character piece mm-hmm. than it is anything else, mm-hmm. and they do a good job of injecting humor into the scary parts. Oh yeah, it's, 
in in a unique way. Yeah. So like, and there are definitely it takes like a sting out of it. There are definitely like moments in there. Like if you were to chop them out, like you know, and then just like be like, oh my goodness, that's that is terrifying. Right. Right. Totally. Like there are definitely like moments where like even like now I think about like the way that they they did like some of the shots or the way that they like paced some of the moments. And I'm just like, it kind of freaks you out, you know, but it's, you're right. Like if you view the thing as a whole, like if you step back away from those, like really, you know, horrifying moments, you step back and you're like, well, yeah, it's, it's a character movie. Um, and okay. Skip forward 15 seconds. There's one thing about it that I love and I want to mention it to you on the podcast, but it's like, you know, if if somebody hasn't seen it, it's like, it might be somewhat of a spoiler. Um, and that is that like, I like that the, how scared you are as a viewer is directly tied to how scared the kids are. Yeah. And like as they're less scared or more scared, you are less scared or more scared. Like you go on the ride with them, which is right. really cool. Which is why like the the pieces that are the most scary to me are uh whenever <clears throat> in the library. Yeah. Uh whenever he's like going down into like the mm-hmm. the book racks mm-hmm. and the book stacks and um and everything like gets dark. Mm-hmm. And then uh whenever um uh Whenever Georgie shows up in that house in the middle mm-hmm. of the night, yeah, that like that's the other scary part, uh, mainly because it's like you just don't know what's happening, yeah, and you don't know what's what's going on. A lot of it is the fear of the unknown, you yes. know. But whenever you are aware of it and you mm-hmm. know what you're doing and you know what's going, you're going after, yeah, like it's it's less scary, and you do kind of go on this roller coaster ride, like up and down with the emotions, yeah. of the characters, and I mean, and, and let's let's you know, at some point. At some points, some of the real world uh, things that happen are scarier, mm-hmm. way scarier, because oh, they're yeah. just like, this person's a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. And like way more, like, and while they may like bump up against the kind of more supernatural things that are happening, yeah. and like, and, and it, it, it kind of like they both gain momentum from each other yeah. a little bit. But yeah, you're right. Like there is this trade off between like real world horror and real world terrors that are out there uh, for the kids versus like the supernatural things, you know. I'm also interested to see, and I haven't seen, I haven't, wa- I've intentionally not watched the trailers, uh, <laughs> but. I do. I mean, the first one is you should like you couldn't watch the first trailer for it because it basically is like a horror movie within like that trailer. Like it's like a, a three minute long like demo for the second movie. Yeah, for the second movie. Yeah. Like it I mean, feels. I, I, cool. Yeah, I just don't want to see. It. I just don't yeah. want. I want to go in fresh. Um, but like I, it is interesting to have a sequel to a movie mm-hmm. where you have completely different actors in this movie. Yeah, and uh, because spoilers. Let's spoilers again. Yeah, big spoilers Skip probably. Forward. <laughs> Uh, this is 27 years in the future. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so like, it's crazy that, I mean, honestly, what made the, the first movie so great were the characters and like mm-hmm. going to the second one, like the characters are the same, but different actors and they're older. Like, that's just like mm-hmm. something that you just don't see all the time. Yeah. And honestly, like whenever I originally watched, like, cause again, I watched this, the, the mini series whenever I was like ridiculously too young. Um, but like whenever I watched it, like it was on back to back. And I did think the same thing where it was like, it was called chapter two or like, you know, and then I was just like, Oh wait, that's that character. That's not what I would have thought they would have looked like as an old adult, you know? And like, but at the same time, like it translated well, like it worked out like, I feel like they did a better job of that this time though. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Like the characters, like the the older actors looked like the younger actors. Oh, definitely. Definitely a way better job than they did for the the miniseries, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, hope maybe, like I'd like to review it at some point. Yeah. So we will, uh, uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after, but at some point we will review It Chapter 2. I'm down. Uh, I don't know why we didn't review it chapter one whenever it came out. I just we, I was I don't the know. only one that saw it. Like I remember, like you know, whenever we were like running out of things, like I was like, oh man, I want to see this movie, and it was specifically like because I don't, I'm not a horror movie person. You know me, like I yeah. don't, I don't like horror movies that yeah. much. Like well, even, really, even even less than I do. Yeah, like I really don't like them, and and yet because this one was one again that I saw as a child, yeah. too young to see that movie. Yeah. It's like it it takes. You know, takes the. I'm like, I'm curious. It's like this morbid curiosity. I'm like, wonder how they redid all of that. You know, yeah. it's like those things that terrified me as a child. I wonder how they do those things. You yeah. know, or like whatever. And and there were definitely things in the in this one that like were not in the other one too. Like of like, oh, it's it's more horrifying in some ways and less in other ways. But it's so shot. Before we move on to to the next thing, the, one of my favorite shots Another in the spoiler. new. It's sort of a spoiler. Wait. There, at the like, there's a there's a moment where. Um, what are you talking about? In it, chapter one. Okay, okay, okay. There is that. a moment where uh, in the the remake in the movie, the one you just watched on the Sunday. Yeah, I just don't want you to spoil the chapter two. I understand, but there is a there is a shot where they have um, uh, Pennywise dancing and like the camera is like uh, stationary and it's like kind of moving. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. oh my gosh! Like so, if anybody's seen the movie, like that shot is like so unsettling. Like to, like just to like watch and look at, you're like, what is even happening? So yeah. Anyway, that's that's one of those like shots where you're just like it's not horrifying, it's not like a horror, but you're just like this is kind of unsettling just to see. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a good one, Chris. It is. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is on Netflix, and it is something that I did not think at all that I would ever watch on Netflix, and it is the uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh, Jim I've heard, Henson's. Heard this was good. It's it's pretty good. Like I'm I'm enjoying myself. So this is a sequel. This is, I think it's a, I never saw the first one, Chris. What? I never saw the original Dark Crystal, but I, uh, on this one, I was I like, mean, I've only seen it like once. I was uh, like, I was up, uh, you know, like insomnia, like couldn't sleep one night. And I was just like, what, what's on Netflix? Yeah. And I was like, what's this Muppet thing? Cause I love Muppets. Like I, and, and, uh, and so I hit play on it and I was like, well, first of all, this is like super high fantasy. And so like that also, like I was initially like, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep up with this. Um, but I watched through the first episode and I was like, well, no, I really kind of want to know what happens next. And so I like watch and now I'm like the majority of the way through it. Um, and I, I love it, dude. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's a good one. Again, high fantasy is like, I like fantasy things. Like that's, you know, this is, this is up your alley. It is simultaneously like super scary because like there are Muppets that are like gross looking and like really like kind of scary, like themes that are very dark themes that are happening and going yeah. on in the, in the thing. And like, so that aspect of it, I'm just like, man, this is like, there's some like really interesting, like weird things happening. And like, but at the same time, like I step back and I'm like, and they're Muppets, you know, it's like, this is, they're all, they're all puppets. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting like conglomeration of like dark themes, fa- high fantasy and puppeteering that like, I, I'm just like, this is like a, I, I don't know how these things work well together, but they just do. Hmm. Um, another thing that I appreciate about that they didn't they didn't take the uh, the puppeteering aspect or like the 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 kind of Muppet look from it. Like so, whenever they run, if you're not like looking, if you don't see like their feet or whatever, like they bounce up and down like a, a Muppet does whenever they run, rather than it like looking like they're actually kind of running or whatever. Because like with digital technology, you can you can do these things a, a different way. 
but uh but they they went hard into like we're like no nah, this is this is all about all about jim henson's muppets like puppet puppeteering and this is all we're gonna go go into that aesthetic and i, I appreciated that that's awesome despite the fact that there's some super dark things in the story and you're like okay how many episodes i think there's 10 episodes and are they an hour uh they yeah they're hour? about an hour long they're, they're like the first one is a little over an hour but so then i think they're about 45 about minutes after that 40 hours no no that's not right no, no. <laughs> there's 10 episodes <laughs> oh, okay. each of them is just shy of an hour basically <laughs> okay, okay so like so like so we're talking like nine hours so yeah nine, you know? <laughs> maybe maybe eight hours i, don't know I got 40 hours <laughs> just add a zero 10 episodes that are four hours long you multiply oh my just add a zero onto the end of Good minutes <laughs> math <laughs> maths it's it's the uh bane of my existence <laughs> i mean especially like whenever you've had a full day and you're i'm just like i sit down at night and i'm like trying to do math in my i'm like no this is not gonna work literally yesterday so i went to go get new glasses yeah at uh warby parker and um so they they measure your pupillary distance uh for each eye mm-hmm. because um what the number that you can get other places and the number that like for instance the eye doctor that I went to gave me is your pupillary distance for both eyes. So all it is is like, so the that's the binocular pupillary distance. Mm-hmm. That's like how far each pupil is from each other. Right. The The number you should do is the monocular, which is how far each pupil is from the bridge of your nose. Interesting. So for like from the center point of your head. Yeah. Okay. Because that can be different. And it, and it was for mine. It yeah. was not, not a ton, but just like, so one eye was... 31.5 and the other eye was 32.5 man thinking about that how like that makes per- that makes sense like that you would need it from the bridge of like your nose because yeah. that's where the center point of your glasses is i know like rather than the distance between your like it doesn't like, like they could just be that? off center you yeah. know like my eyes are definitely off center well, and, ap- and apparently like they my can nose be, is also they can be drastically different you know so it's like so i was pretty close yeah uh and it actually like it, it uh ended up you know equals so the number i got for my binocular was 64 but for some reason, I kept like we. So I went to um, and got the measurement at, and ordered my glasses at mm-hmm. Warby Parker. We went to the store in Nashville. Then we went to the grilled cheesery to eat, and I was just sitting there and we were talking. But I, I was kind of just distracted. I was like looking at my prescription, looking at what I ordered, and I was like thinking. And like Didi was like, "What are you? What are you thinking about?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just trying to. I'm just looking at these numbers, and I'm trying to figure out why my monocular pupillary distance doesn't add up to my." binocular pupillary distance you know my binocular is 64 and my monocular is 31.5 and 32.5 <laughs> oh they uh they're the same <laughs> it's those that's, half numbers Chris. that's the that's the same that's the right thing <laughs> that's, i had and i'd literally been like sitting there looking at it for like five minutes uh, being good. like why don't these add up that's good didn't this be like 32 Damn. and 32 so many times like so especially like as like i said at the end of the day like i'm tired or whatever like at so many times i'll like just sit there and be like it shouldn't be this hard you know and then like a lot of times like i'll just ask siri and uh to do the math for me um yeah, specifically like even like like with mixing or like audio engineer stuff. Like sometimes you like want to like reduce something by a, a, a certain amount of dB or like whatever, and like but like it's not like a straight up exchange where I'm like, oh, what's this amount of dB minus this amount of dB, and then yeah. like, okay, now I'm good. Like I'll just ask yeah. rather than doing the simple math in my head. But yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we won't get into that because I just, I have a whole bunch of like weird math things I do with whenever I'm yeah. mixing. Well, it's like because also like with the uh, along like I don't want to waste brain power on that, so I'm just like I'm like, well, I got Siri here. Yeah, let's just ask her. You right, know? <laughs> she knows the answer. Yep. <laughs> mm. Finger do, guns. 
finger guns. All right, John. So we have our main segment here in a second. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the news. The news. The news, John. So what do you want to dive into first? Chris? Okay, I, I think we need to start with, um, let's start with some Star Wars news. Ooh, Star Wars news. There's a new comic coming out <gasps> called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Supreme Leader Smo- uh, S- Snoke. Smoke. Smoke. Supreme Leader Smoke. <laughs> he's the smoke monster from Lost. J.J. Abrams <laughs> crosses over. Yep. I mean, he's doing both of them, so why not throw them both, both together? I mean, honestly, why not make it the Man the, in Black the man is in actually Black. Darth Vader. Yeah, why not make it the smoke monster, you know? Um, All the clicking and the creaking. And I, can, the... I can think of a lot of reasons not to make him <laughs> the smoke monster. I mean, you know, let's, let's just be honest that, you know, Jack from Lost, not Ray. He is not no. Ray. For sure not. No. <laughs> Um, there's a new comic coming out about Supreme Leader Snoke, mm-hmm. and there's a just kind of a teaser. You have the description, right? I do. I do have the description up. Um, there's a and- teaser out right now on, on Star Wars Instagram. They uh, released like the first like few frames, and it's uh, Snoke and um, what is his name? Kylo. Kylo Ren on Dagobah. Mm-hmm. On Dagobah. On- Let's, just, just let us sink in for a sec. On Dagobah. On Dagobah. And they go to the same tree where Luke went inside and with Yoda saw himself saw himself inside Darth Vader's mask and chopped off the head. And the parallels are interesting on in those frames, like even in the dialogue where it's like, oh, well, like whenever Luke encountered the cave, um, you know, Yoda said this, but you know, whenever Kylo encounters the cave, Supreme Leader Snoke says something slightly different. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. So Yoda, what does he? What does he always say? The cave. I remember your failure at the cave. Yeah. Well, and it also says like, uh, what's in there? He says only what you take with you. Right. 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 You know. And then this one, they say something slightly different. Yes. Based, you know, similar, similar things, but you know, slightly twisted right, based right, on right. the the light side, dark side. So um, that comes out next week. That's right. And is it a one issue, single uh, issue, or is it a mini series? Let me see. Like, if it's a uh, if it's a series here. I show. I sent it to uh, to Fulton. I think it's a series. And he was like, "Too." I like wish that would have been in the movie. And I agree. Yeah. Like I would love. I, I wish. I wish that a lot of things for the second movie with and specifically with like it would have been great to have some kind of backstory with Snoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely would have. Um, you know, with with Star Wars they don't usually do flashbacks. They don't have to do flashbacks. And so like necessarily. This, this clearly happens like before Force Awakens. And so like in my mind like it would be weird to go back to something like that like whenever he's like training him and you know basically turning they him don't into have to do the that. dark they can, side. They can just talk about it. It's true. I mean honestly reference it. Yeah, and honestly, like, I, I, that's what The Force Awakens was missing a lot of. Like, they just kind of, like, breezed past so much, like, of the lived-in world kind of references and stuff. Like, it's like, oh, well, you know, here's this dude who's on a hologram, and who is he? Oh, he mentions this other thing. But, like, they don't mention, like, says, oh, you know, you know, come to, come to me and we'll complete your training. There's no, like, context of, like, when they did the first part of Kylo's training and why didn't they finish then you know that yeah. sort of thing so anyway there's a lot of things in within force awakens even that are like i wish i wish I w- this could have been in that and i would have been would have been good too. totally so totally um the plot summary is quote from the ashes of the evil galactic empire rises the first order a villainous sect of fanatics united by the supreme leader snoke with a promising new apprentice and the limitless power of the dark side of the force at to command 
Snoke is poised to crush the New Republic and take over the gal- galaxy. Well, I can't read, Chris. Mm. Fail or kill it. You know, that's the that's the that's the 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 synopsis there. It does say that this is a uh, a series, so it doesn't say how many issues. Like, it's not like a mini series where like they don't say here how many issues it would be, but it does say it is a uh, the issue one of the uh, upcoming comic book series uh, Star Wars: Age of Resistance. So potentially it's age of resistance is the series and this is the only one that's about supreme leader snoke and like whatever oh, the I next one would saying. be would feature someone else <sighs> okay well, i don't know i don't know which one it is if it's if it's the the age of the resistance is the series or if it's age of the resistance well, supreme leader okay. snoke is the series see what's confusing is like because i thought there was a journey to the rise of skywalker series that was coming out and that would be mm. like span different titles is that kind of like this is my question. So Age of Resistance is an ongoing canon comic book miniseries in at Marvel Comics. So uh, Age of Star Wars maxi series. So this is a miniseries within a maxi series, Chris. Good grief. <laughs> Which spans three eras of the Star Wars storytelling. The series is written by Tom Taylor and focuses on heroes and villains in uh, from the sequel trilogy. So uh, this is uh, basically looks like it's the only one. Because there was a uh, Age of Resistance Finn number one, Age of Resistance Special number one. Who knows what that's? <laughs> Age of Resistance Poe Dameron number one, um, Ray number one, Captain Phasma number one, General Hux number one. Who wants to read about General Hux? No man? one. Uh, <laughs> Supreme Leader Snoke. It's freaking loser. Um, Kylo Ren and Rose t- uh, Tycho. Um, and so yeah, it's like there's, there's so many of these. I'm just kind of like, why are we only doing one on on some of these characters like Ray and Supreme Leader and well, yeah, Kylo? What is and that even, I mean throwing in general hux into here and i'm like okay i guess i want to know about his career in the uh first well, order i guess especially like poe like there was already a poe dameron comic right so like what is this exploring yeah that that didn't yeah. I know, i'm not and saying he shows up be, over on like uh the star wars resistance i'm not saying as there well, shouldn't show. be multiple things i'm just saying like okay like let's pick some characters that are less fleshed out like yeah like rose like that one intrigues me because it's like oh what was her and her sister in the rebellion like what or, was that like yeah or like uh uh even phasma a yeah. little more. Well, she's yeah. in some of the books. She's in some stuff. of the books too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but just pick. I mean, whatever. Whatever. It's fine. They can do whatever they want. I, I just want the General Hux one to be like him, like you know, doing paperwork for the first like couple pages. It's just paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's he's just like the whole thing, He's got a desk job. You know, yeah, the whole thing is him sitting. It's like a one man show on Broadway. <laughs> him just sitting at a desk. <laughs> I mean, it's like I basically in his thoughts. He just kind of shows up and screams a little bit in uh, <laughs> in Force Awakens, and yeah. you're like, okay, who? Yeah, this guy. Um, All right. Same thing with I mean, same thing with Phasma. She just shows up That's and true. gets you know annihilated twice. <laughs> yeah, like basically, basically shows up and is like, oh, that's a super cool suit. She's really tall. Like this is amazing. Like you know, and then, uh, and then it's just gone. Like yeah. in both, like both ones, she's dispatched really I, like, like fairly kind of easily. Hope she shows up in the third one just to die again. <laughs> just- really really like that's the shtick i mean i also feel like like in to a certain extent though think about um we t- we criticized even like last week we were talking about the mandalorian we were like with uh <laughs> with boba fett it was like boba fett just kind of like all of a sudden he gets knocked out of the air you know and falls into a sarlacc pit it's like well that's pretty he just kind of shows up and oh totally darth vader hands him uh han solo yeah <laughs> he takes han solo to a place yeah, like, he didn't, he delivery didn't, guy he didn't really catch han solo Not really he doesn't have that much cunning in that uh no. in that plan it was all pretty this much is my, this, you were proving my like my i i think boba fett is a loser <laughs> i've said that he's a moron he doesn't know what he's doing the thing is this clumsy 
all the things. The, the small window of the story that we saw of him, definitely not like probably no. all of the story. I mean, there's lots of dents in his armor yeah. that like it's there's probably cool stories Aside behind. Aside from all the that. fact he looks real cool, yeah. that's all the only thing he's ever had well, going for him. If I'm if I'm gonna be honest, like I think that's probably the only reason why like they were like, oh, well, let's like tell more stories about him. Let's let's talk about his uh, his know, his dude, father Boba. The you fans know? fans it's, love him. Is because if, fans love him. Yeah. If 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 uh, Josh Hancock were sitting here right now, he uh, would he, probably just rage punching I, me. I, I guarantee that he's screaming at his podcast oh, you yeah. know, somewhere. He's, yes. <laughs> that sound you hear, everyone just pause and listen. That sound you hear, that's that's Josh Hancock. Next time he's next time he sees me, he's gonna give me the uh the John Cena's <laughs> attitude adjustment and uh, rock bottom me right onto the floor. <laughs> I, I, if I, like, I love Boba Fett because my favorite color uh, is green. And so as a child, I was like, oh, that's a really cool armor set. But like, and so there's like a lot that can happen with like, a, if you have a character with a really cool armor set, Captain totally. Phasma makes a great toy, Boba Fett, you yeah, know, it's like, exactly. These two things, they're awesome. Let's tell some better stories about them than what they got in the movies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm excited for that. We spent that's a right. long time on that that's, news that's, item. So that's a lot more more than we probably should have. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee more. Um, than we should. But I'm super excited about uh, that comic. Just to find out what in the world uh, Kylo Ren, what the what was the relationship with Snoke? Who was Snoke? We yeah. still don't know who he was. No, and where no, he came from. No idea. And what he was doing. Nothing. We know nothing about him. Yeah, that's true. You're you're 100 right. And I don't like it. I mean, I, I want to know, Chris. That's what I want to know. The second piece of news. So we're going to jump to Spider-Man. That's right. And the ongoing feud between Marvel and Sony. So this is uh, by Joseph Noop from IGN. Ever since Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures failed to reach an agreement on how the profits of each Spider-Man film would be broken down, throwing Spidey's future in the MCU into serious question, the internet has been salivating to know what actor Tom Holland thinks of it all. Though Holland made some comments alongside Marvel Studio president Kevin Feige during last month's D23 Expo, the actor has opened up even further about his thoughts in a new interview with GQ magazine, saying, quote, the legacy and future of Spidey rests in Sony's safe hands. I really am nothing but grateful, and I've made friends for life along the way, end quote. GQ took to one of Holland's favorite golf courses to hang out with the star, asking him about everything from his newfound fame to the aggressiveness of internet fandom. But when asked about the future of Spider-Man in the MCU, Holland takes a notably measured tone. Quote, I'm not shy about expressing how incredible the last five years have been with Marvel, end quote. Holland wrote to GQ following the news of Sony and Marvel split. Quote, I've truly had the time of my life and in so many respects, they have made my dreams come true as an actor. Sony has also been really good to me, and the global success of Spider-Man Far From Home is a real testament to their support, skill, and commitment. The legacy and future of Spidey rests in Sony's safe hands. I really am nothing but grateful, and I've made friends for life along the way. End quote. Holland's comments to GQ echo what he said during last month's D23 Expo, taking on a tone of uncertainty peppered with earnest hope for the continued success of the series. Mm. Quote, basically, we've made five great movies, Holland said in a chat with Entertainment Weekly. Quote, it's been five amazing years. I've had the time of my life. Who knows what the future holds? But all I know is I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man and having the time of my life. It's going to be so fun. However, we choose to do it. End quote. Holland added... Quote, the, spider, the future for Spider-Man will be different, but it will be equally as awesome and amazing and will find new ways to make it even cooler, end quote. Holland has portrayed Spider-Man hmm. in not two, but five MCU films, starring with 2016's Captain America Civil War and most recently Spider-Man Far From Home alongside, alongside Jake Gyllenhaal. Spider-Man Far From Home grossed $1 billion worldwide back in July, a first for the franchise. 
If the financial and cultural politics behind it all still don't make much sense to you, I'll check all of this as a pitch to another article. Of course. I actually, I, mean, I always appreciate the pitches to the other articles just in case. You totally. Know? Yeah, I'm always yeah. like, oh, do I want to read that? Yeah, okay. I should have just ended there, though. Yeah, I gotcha. Dude. So, what I take from this, Chris, is it's not happening. Like, that, that as of now, like, this is a play, like, being like, no, 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 we're serious. It's not happening. Like, Sony's not caving. Um, uh, no, the, what I take from this is um, Sony PR was like, hey, you got to say something positive about this because everyone's, uh, everyone's uh, talking about how you unfollowed us on Instagram and how... Uh, Which, to be honest, like, what, what do they post? Like, how, do they post anything good? Like, I mean, I don't know, but he, he totally unfollowed them. And how you were hanging out with Robbie Downey Jr. and posting pictures of how great, you know, friends Spider-Man and, and Iron Man are mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the day that this news broke. Yeah. We need you to come out and, like, say something at least halfway positive, man. Yeah. And so they were like, here, we already typed up a response. Please just email this, copy and paste this, and email it to GQ, the magazine that you just did an interview with, and have them add it to their story. That's what happened. 100%. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. This is about 50% positive, you know, where it's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> put a lot of good movies out. We'll see what yeah. happens in the yeah, future. Like, it's going to yeah. be different. Yeah. It's going to be different. Uh, very different. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. The, 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 Capable the, hands. Very safe hands. The stu- yeah, safe hands. Safe hands. What are you hands. talking about? What are you talking about? You mean the same studio that couldn't uh, successfully uh, make enough money to keep it going with the, the last time around? Well, I also like the safe hands. Like that doesn't mean like... Like, what do you mean by like? Is the story safe? I is the know. character safe? Like, oh, we're not gonna let go of that that character to let him go back to you know Marvel? Like, well, what's what does safe exactly mean? Like, that's such a vague, yeah. vague. The other, the other word line I think there. is stupid. I'm, I'm just, just gonna call this for what. Uh, Sony has also been really good to me, and the global success of Spider-Man: Far From Home is a real testament to their support, skill, and commitment. How? But that was that's part of the MCU. I mean, how yeah. is that? Well, I was about to say like it's all true. But like, I also don't know how much how that? Sony had to do. Exactly, you know, we'll see, that's know? what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's so I it, I ridiculous. It. I mean, it's, it's like it's the ongoing uh, saga that is uh, the Spider-Man in the MCU, man. Like this is this is so interesting, and I think like from a from a creative aspect, like you know, standpoint, Sony doesn't or a micro, uh, not Microsoft MCU doesn't necessarily need Spider-Man. Like, I'm sure they would love to have him. But like they've got so much going on, and like if their Comic Con panel like kind of like sets that out, whereas like we have so much going on that we don't necessarily even you know need that in the short term. Like oh yeah, sure we'd love it, we'd love to, but we don't really need it. So well, that's anything. the thing. No, the MCU does not need Spider Man. Spider Man needs the MCU. And I feel like everybody like who's a fan of Spider Man and the MCU wants both of those things together. Totally. And, uh, well, and, and because the, it, the fact that we had it together, like there was like, oh, there was there was a deal that was struck, and you know, it was all happy and all this good stuff. And now there's not. Like it's 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 like having something ripped away from you, Chris. It's almost we had like it all. it's almost like you grew up with your parents separated, and then all of a sudden they got back together again for five movies took you to five movies and then they then they got divorced again uh, it's it, it's a baffling series of like things that happened like even like the the, the miracle whenever they announced that spider-man was in the mcu like it was like oh my goodness we we thought we had written this off years ago that this was even possible and then all of a sudden it's possible and then now it's like it's not possible anymore 
I, um, I, I still I still hold out. This is the thing. I, there's I still hold out a glimmer, a flicker of hope that they will come to some kind of conclusion, okay, and uh, agreement and figure this out. But I also know how stubborn Sony can be, yeah, and how much they love to just stick to their guns. And yeah. just do it anyway. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, Disney is the same way. Like in their negotiating process, like they're the same way. But they of like, can oh, we'll stick because to they don't care. Like they, they literally again, the MCU does not need Spider Man. Well, and I was thinking like so from a from a like what role did does Spider Man you know the current version of Spider Man what role did he play in the MCU whenever he was like introduced and it was that like oh he's the you know kind of um, uh, the the every person where it's like oh I'm I'm you know taking. Oh, I'm so shocked that this is uh, Captain America. Oh my goodness, I'm so it's blowing my mind that I'm here as the Avengers, right? But like now they've they've announced like Ms. Marvel, and that's like she in in the comics is like a huge fan, like hardcore fan, like posters on the wall of the Avengers, right? And so like you have that now in a different character that they've already said will cross over into the movies, and so I don't know, man. It's it's again from a creative standpoint, they have like. Disney and the MCU has all the cards, Agreed. you know, aside from the Spider Verse cards, which is the only way that the, the, the Sony will they have, go. They have all the cards, but but none of the money. Yeah. So what do you expect them to do? No, Chris, they had five percent, man. Five percent of the first weekend. <laughs> they had something. <laughs> Again, if you're like, if you're Sony, what do you realistically expect them <laughs> oh, to no. do? I know. Well, and this is not a bad deal either, because like they're t- they're offering to take on fifty percent of the cost of all of the marketing right. and, and like the production. And again, that's how as gonna, well. I feel like I don't know. I feel like this how negotiations work. You're like, hey, uh, you we had five. Let's do fifty. You're like, no. Let's do uh, how about uh, let's do, we 15, do fifteen. You know, no. How about the thirty-five? All right, let's uh, meet in the middle at twenty-five. Great. Yeah. Done. Done. Sign De- it. You know. Deal done. Um, what this comes across as we just solved it, John. Yeah, I know. Like, call up Sony and and uh, Disney. It comes across as like some some like the big execs where they're just like they're just like upset where they're like, no, we're a bigger deal than that. You know, it's like no, we're a bigger deal than that. You know, it's like it just seems like this is just I, like, like and this is a I, battle I, of like wills. And that's why, listen, <sighs> I'm I'm declaring on the show. Yeah. If Sony puts out a Spider-Man movie that is not in the MCU. Hmm. I won't review it. You're not going to review it? No, I'm not going to give them money. Oh, Chris. I'm not rewarding their... I don't know, man. I'm not rewarding this bad behavior. I'm, I I feel like I, I've got to go see it. No, you don't. I, I definitely do. Listen, I don't think you do. <laughs> our, our listeners should boycott it as well. <laughs> I am. I am not. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not on board with this. All right. Okay. That's fine. I'm taking it to stand okay, though. Okay. That's good. That's they won't. Good. They won't get my money. You're gonna okay. have to review it with somebody else <laughs> who decides fine. to. Uh, that's fine. Who decides to uh, put aside their, um, their principles. I mean, that's that's fine. That's fine. I uh, I also wanted to say like I don't think that they're gonna come to a deal. Like I, they, I like you're like I hold out a glimmer of hope. I, I really don't. Like at this no, point, it's, I just it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it's small. It's not. Like I just I don't think it's ever gonna happen again. I think that Sony will hold on to the uh, the Spider Man and the rest of the Spider Verse, which is the like super unfortunate too. Like that like not only do they hold that character, but so much of the other like Spider Man villains and Spider Man like world they hold all that stuff and it's yep. like frustrating because that stuff in the like comics as well as in like some of the cartoons and stuff like that, it crosses over i don't think they realize how like when we talked about this that like, we don't think marvel would do this but how like marvel could literally destroy that franchise yeah. if they wanted to i don't think they will because like he's he is spider-man is is like batman right right he's too iconic he's too big 
Yeah. You know, and you think about like they just announced at D23 a Spider-Man ride for like multiple theme parks. Right. And like they're, they, you know, Spider-Man like merchandise and like just thinking about all of the things they could basically, you know, completely remove themselves, like divorce their 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 Spider-Man f- in the parks and in all these things from the movies one. Like it would have been an amazing tie-in if like, oh, it's the it's the MCU version of uh, of Spider-Man in that ride. But guess what? It's not going to be now. Like I guarantee nope. it's like it's going to be this, a whole new design. You know, we're going to go go after that. So I also wonder what's going to happen with like the games like those sell really well, but like also that's, you know, that's Sony exclusive. <laughs> so I don't know. There's a lot of things that are uh, that are up in the air with the old the old spider. Chris. Yeah. That brings us to the Nintendo Direct. We have a couple of quick hits and then one uh, larger one that will uh, will kind of break out into uh, a list of the SNES games that are coming. Yes. To the Nintendo Switch online service. Um, so the first thing from the Nintendo Direct that I wanted to brush up against is the Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast. Um, and Jedi Academy re-releases are coming to consoles. So there's a lot of things that are like coming to Nintendo Switch, like some, some Jedi games coming to the Nintendo Switch if you would like them, uh, in the, in the future here. Um, next thing is Game Freak, which is the Pokemon developer. Uh, they announced a while back, like back whenever the, uh, the Nintendo Switch's original, like, reveal event they had a game called town that they had debuted there and it's an rpg uh, it's a that's not in the pokemon franchise that now has a release date for october 16th of this year so literally like next month uh game freak has a game coming out then the next month almost like 30 some odd days later the pokemon game is coming like their next pokemon game is coming out yeah i don't we we watched the trailer for this uh earlier we did I don't think it has anything to fear. I don't think Pokemon has to worry about this game. I agree. Um, it was interesting because this is the first time that we've seen a proper look at like the game or the gameplay or whatever. Like before, it was just like, oh, here's a character, cool looking, cel shaded character running through a town. Like that's basically all we saw before. Yeah. Now we've seen some of the battle. We've seen some of like the story elements, quote unquote, like question mark. Yeah. The thing that like I'm not the, the art style appeals to me. The story and the gameplay, I'm not like no, it no, looks awful. not at all. It does not look does not look good. But <laughs> I, I will say I have never played a non Pokemon Game Freak game that I've I've disliked. Like uh, they all look really weird. That's fine. You can try this one. Because there's the weird horse racing game that they came out with on much, the 3DS. Much like I will not support Sony, I am not going to support this game. <laughs> and then, then they have like the Magikarp Jump game on your phone. Like anyway, I mean that kind of sounds fun though. It, it both of them were very fun. Um, so we'll see. I, I I'm not planning on picking this one up but we'll see about the reviews right. maybe i pick it up later this year it wasn't on my radar because it didn't have a release date until now I, I also just find it strange that the same developer with the same publisher is releasing two exclusives for the same console within a month of each other both of them are rpgs it just seems like you're gonna gobble up your own sales with the pokemon game that's coming out it's like this doesn't inspire I confidence I think, I in mean, this first game i don't know i don't i just don't know i don't know who this game is geared toward that's a good point too i i don't either uh, the next piece of news from the Nintendo Direct: Overwatch is coming to Nintendo Switch. That's awesome. That is very cool. I'm uh, I'm very into that. It's coming on uh, October fifteenth, and it will only be forty dollars. So a lot of times, like whenever new th- games that are new to the Nintendo Switch platform, but are re-releases from like years past, they come out to the Nintendo Switch and they are sixty bucks. This one, they're like, ah, oh, it's forty bucks. It's, yeah. it's a five-year-old game. Yeah, that's pretty great. I'm uh, super. I'm actually. 
I'm wondering about cross play, but I'm also like just super pumped about. Um, do, I, I love Overwatch. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't. We don't talk about it a lot, and I don't play it a lot. But this would give me an excuse more. I I think I would play it more on the go than I currently do on console. Yeah, uh, thirty plus characters. Like it blows my mind that they have so many characters I know, it's now. Because like, I remember like whenever I originally played it, it was like very you know it was like, oh here's like twelve characters. Yeah. And I was like thirty characters. It's like oh my goodness, this is this is like learning the ins and the outs of those characters. It's like so much gameplay in there. Yeah, it's wild. So much time. Uh, then the the last thing, which is what we're gonna go down this list of, is SNES games coming to the Nintendo wait, Switch wait, online. Wait, you missed one. I missed one. Doom sixty four. <gasps> Coming to Nintendo Switch. I dig it. It's the first time Dune 64 has been on a, a Nintendo console since 1997 or something like that. I am in for this. Like, Doom is a game, and Wolfenstein, Doom and Wolfenstein, those games, like, yeah. they hold up, man. They're good games. Yeah. Very good games. Um, also, our first experiences with, like, uh, first-person shooters. Yes. Very good. So good. Killing Hitler. Dude, that, the... Uh, bunker. Like, it... They those were for, like, shareware, right? Like, we had the shareware versions, and well, then we unlock the other... Like, well, how, then, did, how did that work? Back well, in the day. I mean, we, we started off with, yeah, the shareware versions where it was like, hey, this is just like the first level of each chapter, I think, is mm -hmm. what it was. But then um, I think our Uncle Roger bought the full game, yeah. and we we installed that. Ah, so we had, like, used his it. copy of it, basically. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, about shareware. Like, I, I remember seeing that so much back in the day. And like I remember, we played a lot of like we'd go to the dollar store, yeah. and you'd buy the the three and a half inch floppy disks, yeah. of like some random game where you're like, oh maybe this is cool, yeah. pop it in and play it, and you're like, oh this is this is amazing, and you like don't play the rest, or you pay for the money and you play the rest, but I don't know anyway. Yeah, you had to had to mail in for it. Just curious, dude. That's that's like that's such a that's such like Desmond will never know. No. That like the idea of of shareware, no. you know. Wild. By the way, he said uh, he says Xbox now. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, because like he, we talked to the Xbox. Oh, Xbox on Xbox. Yeah. You know, turn off or whatever. Like, and the other day, like I said it, and he goes Xbox, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so anyway, it's really funny. Um, so list of what is that? What, what, what is that like? His, his like? Uh, oh, yeah, it's like his fourth, fourth word. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this, <laughs> it's Xbox. But I feel like you know you say it enough times, like every day. I'm yeah. Like oh, I turn it on and off. Like it's at least twice. But then yeah. we also turn up and down the volume because like he'll take the 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 remote and I'm like I don't even know where the volume is for this. How thing. often do you talk to Alexa? Uh, very little. Like I'll ask her okay. like the weather, like whatever. But I feel like that may be the next one. You yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, but it is really funny because he also knows like whenever we say something to him, he knows that it does something to the, to TV. the TV. Yeah. And so he'll like he'll smile and like look over at it and be like, what's gonna happen this time? <laughs> you know? That's hilarious. It's great. I love it, dude. It's amazing. The world he he's grown up in vastly different than exactly. the shareware world that we grew up in, Chris. I know. And I'm okay with that. That's that's wild. Uh list of SNES games coming to the Nintendo Switch online service. The, the weird thing about this is there's a lot of there says they're coming tomorrow. Like all of these are coming tomorrow. Like whereas the NES releases, they were released like two per month over the last year. So again, these are all these, aren't pushing, these aren't pushing off the NES games. Right. Um, so these are coming as a part of the Nintendo online service and yeah, they're not like replacing anything. They're just adding them. All right. Let's uh, run down this list. So we have Brawl Brothers. No idea. Wait a minute. Before we do this. Yeah. Wasn't there something you sent me about Sega classics coming to Nintendo Ooh, Switch? Yes, I did. And it was 30 classic games coming to the Nintendo Switch in a collection um, for the low price of like 20 bucks or something, or 30 bucks. Is, it, or is this the same collection that came to uh, consoles last year? Yes. Okay. It is. 
Which I, I'm actually more apt to play those games on the Nintendo Switch. Agreed. I mean, the ones that like really stuck out to me are the Shining Force games. Like, yeah, so Shining in the Darkness and Shining Force 1 and Shining Force 2 are on there. So three different Shining Force games are on there. Yeah. And those are the ones where I'm like, oh, that's, that's perfect that for mobile. Um, let me find that real quick. I'm literally going to go back to the text that I sent you because that's, uh, fine. <laughs> that's the fastest way that I can probably find that. Yeah. Uh, that, like, so before, again, so... I pre-ordered the Sega Genesis Classic. I did as well. That comes out on the 20th. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, and it also has these games, but I feel like I'm going to play these games on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Because that, like, that's the... That's the easier place to do it. I'm also like so with with the 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 classic like it's it's a collector's item in addition to like it being you know all these games like it was never necessarily about it being these games like I'm like I'm not like oh man I'm gonna I'm so pumped to play through all these games on the the Genesis Classic. Um, whereas like on the switch, like I will totally play through these games and at least like dip in and dip out of some of them. Um, but that is coming on. When's the date? Doesn't say the date in the top paragraph. Why does it not say the date in the top paragraph? Okay, December 7th for $30. Nice. Um, right. And there are, how many games are in this? 30. Or oh, 50. No, there's 50 games, Chris. There's 50 games coming to this thing. 50 games. 50 games uh, in uh, in the uh, Sega Genesis classes. There's Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which I'm yes. very excited as well. It's basically Puyo Puyo with a uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik and Sonic over like skin over it. Um, a couple Golden Axes, which I was never a fan of. Fantasy Stars, and then the Shining uh, Force games. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic 3D Blast, which was a fun one. Sonic Spinball. Um, the three streets of rage games, revenge of Shinobi. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of good ones on that one. Um, but Chris back over to the SNES games that are coming <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. to the Nintendo switch online. Wait, tomorrow. before we do that, John. Oh no, no I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Here's this other, I love it. There's, here's this other non sequitur that we're going to like completely just dive off into here. Just, but I guess it does make sense. Cause let me tell you about Mount Everest. Jeez. Oh, Brawl Brothers, Chris. That's uh, Brawl Brothers. No idea. Demon's Crest, which is supposedly Demon very Quest. good. Uh, Joe and Mac Two, Lost in the Tropics. Mm, okay. Where, where's Joe and Mac One? I don't know. Maybe that was on the NES. Who knows? Uh, Kirby's Dreamland Three. Great. Star Fox, the first game. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Super EDF, which is Earth Defense Force. Right. Uh, Super Mario Kart. Okay. Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Great. Um, Super Puyo Puyo 2. Great. Okay. Uh, Super Tennis. Okay. Breath of Fire. Okay. F-Zero. Yes. Yes. Um, Kirby's Dream Course. Okay. That's great. Pilot Wings. Great. Uh, Stunt Race FX. Okay. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Nice. Super Mario World. Nice. Super Metroid. Yes. Super Soccer. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just... It's, all the supers are right in a row there. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Nice. Yeah, dude. The, like, there's uh, some the, really jams yeah, in here. Link to the Past, this is a great... Oh, okay, hang on. Isn't Link to the Past, did it just get remaked? Or so it's getting remaked? The Link's Awakening is happening. Awakening. Uh, is the uh, the remake that's uh, that's coming out later this month. So Okay. A Link to the Past, actually, like, so that one got remade, quote unquote. Like, it was basically a sequel, uh, spiritual successor. I don't know. Like, there was, a, there was a remake-esque thing of it on the 3DS. Like, it was one of the 3DS okay. games. Like, they, uh, they, they basically did the same story of uh, Link to the Past, but, like, kind of remade elements of it, introduced some new mechanics, 
new things like that. So, but yeah, Link to the Past, dude. The the ones that stick out in my mind are Link to the Past, F Zero, uh, the Kirby games, and Super Metroid. Like those are the big ones where I'm like, man, I'm very excited for that. Oh, and then Super Puyo Puyo too. I love dude, just Puyo Puyo, man. It's it's one of the best puzzle games. Um, is that it? But yeah, so SNES games will on Nintendo Switch will support both lo- the rewind feature. So if it's nice. like a super hard game, oh, I'm going to rewind a few seconds. Yeah. Um, and local and online co-op. I like that. So that's cool. That's cool. That's good, man. Yeah, I kind of want to play some of those. Maybe uh, Kirby's Dream Course. Yeah. Two-player. That'd be awesome. Online. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Jumping around. So I think, I think it's interesting. I mean, I wonder, like, are we going to continue to get hmm. two new games a month? That's a good question. Like, why? And my thought is, like, it's we're coming up on the anniversary of the uh, the Nintendo Online service, yeah. right? Which so I'll f- owe you more dollars for. Which you figure that, like, which okay. By the way, if anybody wants to like share a one, like, you can find a couple of people and you can share one for like, and it becomes a family plan and it becomes incredibly cheap for everyone. Yeah. Um, but it becomes like you know, it's like three or four dollars for everybody or something like that. But um, but yeah, the uh, the the offering there, like I feel like they're they're trying to like basically get you to con- like confirm. Oh, I'm, I'll be on board for the next year. You know, I, I feel like that's the kind of checkbox that they're doing. If you're doing it like by yourself, it's not very expensive either. It's it's twenty dollars, um, and that's like way less expensive than Xbox Live or PlayStation uh, Plus is. But both of those have way better, like more offerings and, and more stability. Like they have a party system um, and all sorts of things that the uh, the Nintendo online service doesn't have yet. <laughs> I say yet because I sincerely hope they do a party system at some point in the future. But Well, was, there, was, there was that quote point. recently where they were like, nothing's wrong with our online service. It's not behind. Yeah, it's like, and they were like, you know, we've been leaders in the online service, you know, from the get-go. And I'm like, okay maybe because like back in the day on the uh either i think it was the uh the 64 um in japan they had the 64 dd which was like a they had like a satellite Uh, like where they would basically it was it was before the internet and over broadcast over your broadcast television line they would uh broadcast levels new levels of the legend of zelda right so it's like it's just, it's for just, them to be like, we've been revolutionary at this thing. I'm like, yes, you were like years and years ago. And then you just kind of abandoned all of that revolutionariness, you know, that technology there. This is the thing, dude. Like, just like this level of ignorance is so exhausting. Like, just say, just, just saying the phrase, we are online. We are, we've always been online leaders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you can't point to something 30 <laughs> years ago. And relate it to today. Yeah, well, and it's like and say it's, you're currently an online leader. Well, it's the same thing as like Sony. You saying the same exact thing about their like streaming game streaming service, right? And you're like, it's it. Sure, you were out the gate first, but it's not good. You know, it's it's not your. You were pioneers, but you're not leaders anymore. <sighs> this is that's it's bad tech. You know, at that point, so, dude. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like I've you know just like gotten more sick of it, or like I just feel like like. These companies are just getting more sloppy. It's like they don't care. Yeah. They know they're they're the spin. they're spinning it like, so oh. hard, but they like they either don't care that we're going to notice, yeah, or uh, they think we're dumb. I mean, I also think like part of that is like in the video game space, at the very least, like you have. Um, a lot of people who are stockholders in those companies that don't know necessarily the the like video game business, and, and so they're waiting for them to say something that's like, "Oh, you know, tell us that you're a leader in something," and they're I like, "They're know. like, yeah, we're a leader in something," and they're like, "Well, I feel like see, if, they said it." If so. you're that, if you're that, like, again, if you're that ignorant, you shouldn't be 
like investing in this stock in the first place. Agreed. Investing in these companies. But I, then again, like I, I like a lot of the questions that get asked in like calls of like video game companies are very rudimentary. I mean, sure. Well, I, well, and I think well, they're just more 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 business focused than right. than game focused. They're you know like why aren't you making us any money? Mm-hmm. Like that's the you know mm-hmm. the basic gist of things. Right. Um. Why is everyone Why is everyone saying that your online sucks? You know that <laughs> yeah. those types of questions. You're like, well, we've always been leaders. Oh, okay, cool. Like, no. Well, and then and then like the thing is like the thing the only thing that the stockholders really care about is like they'll they'll tout their numbers. Where they'll like Sony will say, well, actually we we are the uh, we have the highest like amount of uh, subscribers in a game streaming service, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, they're leaders. It's because you have the most consoles. Exactly. And then with with Nintendo, it's like, oh, we have this many online subscribers as well. It's because it's super cheap. You know, <laughs> it's like this is doesn't mean. Uh, Good. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah, I mean, just doesn't because it's uh, qu- numbers. And honestly, don't, numbers don't equate with quality. The thing that I would say is like I would pay more for the Nintendo Online service if it was better. Like if there's a party system, if there's like if there's these kind of core things, like I would I would pay more for. It. But as it stands, if it was more than like we do the family panel with a group of people, so it's like if it was more than like the twenty dollars for an individual to do, right. it's like I would not do it. Well, and, and I like I fully understand and and respect and like agree with the the idea of putting out a minimum viable product yeah and that's basically what nintendo did yep and sure they can live there and just say Mm -hmm. hey this is this is the bare minimum of what we need to put out in order to uh create an online infrastructure that just functions yeah okay but in order to um become a leader Mm -hmm. and attract more people to the platform yeah you have to have a robust online infrastructure. Yeah. Sony found this out in the PS3 era. Like PSN was so volatile that no one wanted to spend time on it. Like that yeah. was one of the selling points for the Xbox was the fact that Xbox Live hardly ever went down. Mm-hmm. And if it did, it was just for like a couple hours. It didn't go down for a month at a time. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, Sony finally fixed it with PS4. Mm-hmm. And hey, they're the leader. Yeah. Well, and like, and, and so among a lot of other reasons, but you know, the, the interesting thing with like Nintendo is like, you know, they're, they're an innovator in some places, but they're not an innovator at all in other places. Um, you think about like Microsoft uh, is like innovating in the sheer power of a console and innovating in a lot of their services. Like, so with like game pass and with, uh, what will be X cloud, like their services, like they're very innovative in those spheres like in the in the customer kind of like oh we're giving new products and new ways to interact with our products and our our uh, our ecosystem nintendo innovates in like oh here's a a game console that you can take on the go. Oh, you can take the controllers off and, you know, share them with each other and like those those ways, but they in the core ways of like just competing with the competition, it's like man, we're there's such a deficit in the online uh, infrastructure uh that it's it's just like they choose not to even compete on the things we're like well we can't beat microsoft and sony on that so we're not even going to like worry about it we're like we're just going to do the minimum thing and that'll that'll get people on board and to pay money for it and then innovate in other ways so uh, it's just interesting like how, it's just, what other way are they innovating in well again like the the on the go thing where it's like oh you know the, and then the control like in the weird like the ways where it's like oh that nobody even thought that that was a uh, a competition you know or that that was a thing that you could do totally i mean really um, this is the, the the thing that made the switch so great 
was the fact that they created a console quality handheld. Yeah. Like, and it fulfilled the promise that the Vita couldn't. Yeah. A console quality handheld with console quality games. Mm-hmm. You could never, like, aside from Borderlands 2, they, like, the console games never made it to the Vita. Yeah. There are plenty of console games on the Switch. Sure, they are uh, graphically inferior and uh, sometimes don't play as well, but they are there. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, even if you take a knockdown in graphical quality, I'd rather play it on the go Agreed. than in your dock. Yeah, for a lot of the games. For a lot of the games, yeah. And it's like, especially like they did a good job of like having the right games on that platform, yep. like the games that you can play in like shorter bursts and like put down after an hour or something like that. And they know? have the first the thing that they haven't had in forever, which is third party support. Right. Like since the like you know you look back at their successful consoles, the successful consoles have had third third party support. Right. And well, and then it's like, is it like has it. When does that happen? Is like, is it because like, oh, you know, we have we have enough people on board, or is it you have the third party support, and that's why you get people on board? But like, you know, in this case, it's like it just kind of worked out. It's like who knows which came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. But at the same time, like we also had the promise of them folding their 3DS development into the Switch, as well as their Wii U, like their console, home console development into the Switch. So now this year, I would say, is the first year where I feel like we've seen the promise of. All of their uh, their developers firing on all cylinders. We have Fire Emblem. We have Astral Chain. We have we, like so many of these games. Like it's Pokemon. rapid fire. Like Pokemon. We have another. You know, another. <laughs> we talked about it earlier. Town. Like we have so many games coming out for this uh, platform exclusively to that platform from Nintendo published games. Oh yeah, and Nintendo's the, always supported themselves, and like they just didn't support themselves well with things like the Wii U, right? Uh, and like it actually like lined up when it, you know dropping Zelda and mm-hmm. Mario and now Pokemon, yeah, and so at Luigi's Mansion, dude. It's like, like so many games, so many games, along with and they get, because they have the install base, yeah, the third party developers want to mm-hmm. come along and get a piece of that pie. That's right, and the console can actually handle a port without. A ton of rework. Like if you if you're trying to port something to right. the 3ds, yeah, it just was not going to happen. No, I mean it's just that's just insane. Even to the, even <laughs> just, to, even to the Vita, that's an insane amount of work. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying it's not a lot of work. And again, I'm not a developer, but no. like just the the fact that it can run these games. It yeah, can like, like the fact that The Witcher will eventually come to this thing later this year or whatever. It's like, and, what? Yeah, we already had Doom on there. Yeah, uh, Wolfenstein Two is right. on there. And like, sure, like these are miracles of like of technology where it's like, well, there, you know, what are you giving up? Like, there's oh, there's you know, there's a uh, graphical quality, graphical quality. Oh, graphical it's, you fidelity. know, sometimes it dips in like to, down to 480p or something. But you're like, it runs or your and frame it runs rates. fine. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I. Uh, Nintendo's such a weird company. <laughs> I think like the, those. Are, I mean, it's it's again, it's innovating in some great ways. Mm-hmm. It could just be so much better if it had real online agreed infrastructure. Yeah, and honestly, like the uh, the the reason that I have the you know the where it's like I will maintain my online subscription is like these games, these SNES games that are coming out, as well as the uh, the the. Um, like the the few games that I do play that access the internet where it's like, oh, you know, the the, the games where it's like, oh, the, the multiplayer is online and you need it um, in order to play with the multiplayer. But, you know, for the vast majority of people, if you don't play like a multiplayer game or aren't interested in classic games, like you don't need it. You don't need the because uh, Fortnite doesn't even even require you to have the, uh, the online service um, yeah. on Nintendo. So it's just a uh, it's if I pay like a small amount to be able to play these uh, this bundle of SNES games. I'm like, I'm, I'm good with that, you know? Yeah. So, that's the news. That's the news. 
All right, John. So next week we will either review the uh, It Chapter Two mm-hmm. movie, or we will review the Supreme Leader Snoke comic we talked about earlier. That's right. And we'll flip a coin before the podcast to determine which one it is. No, I. I it's and it. at some point, quick, we will review Gears of War <laughs> right. Five. Gears Five. I yeah. keep saying Gears of War. It's well, Gears Five. And we talked about how like we're not sure like when either of us like when we'll we'll have access to I'm, it. I'm playing as soon as I have access, but I'm not buying Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, for I'm it. not sure when I'll have access yeah. exactly. So, so. probably uh, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend is when yeah. I'll play it. Agreed. So maybe like the week after, because I want to play this thing pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Because it's Gears, and I'm super pumped for it. Agreed. So the second I have access to it, I'm playing it. That's right. Um, <laughs> the uh, it's we're not going to flip a coin. It's whether or not I'm able to go see the it chapter two this weekend. So yes. that's that's what it comes down All to. All right. Well, you can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com on Twitter, Chris Wright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. I should have said it. So yeah, I know Chris at Stand Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.